I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. No! You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. This is not Bob. My name is Brian Murphy, and I'll be guiding you through uh, zombie survival preparations. Mainly, we're going to stick to what we've been doing lately, which is news, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Bob is not here. He's not hosting. He's off doing some some work stuff. Hopefully, we'll have him back next week. But I am joined by Sir Lou Page, the busy zombie lord. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm excited for both the news articles we have this week mm-hmm. and uh, Fear the Walking Dead because, man, the show's gotten good. It is good. I, I those was, are words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, uh, what was it? I was reading an article about Avatar 2 and they mentioned Fear the Walking Dead's Cliff Curtis. And I thought, man, to think he only died in like the second episode and he was probably the worst part about season three. You yeah. know, you could just see the Avatar Bucks, like, making him less enthused about being in a zombie show. And the thing is, um, you're right. Now we've got this great show in Fear the Walking Dead, and we have some conversations we're going to have in the news uh, where we're going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. So without further ado, let's kickstart this. Let's get an episode recorded so our fine listeners have something to fresh to gnaw on and then next week we promise that uh, we'll have the whole crew back to to talk more zombies but anyways zombie news more details on that lawsuit against amc not not the one from frank darabont the we've now heard. the one from kirkman yeah and this is what this was confusing because we were like wait a minute i thought kirkman and amc were like buddy buddy couldn't be separated he's all on Apparently, the talking dead with him and four other producers or three other producers are suing because they're not getting their share of the profits. Yeah. And and and, and to be honest, this is not the first time I've seen this headline. Like I have seen this headline like five or six times. Um I don't think that this is I don't uh I don't think that this is uh good signs for the future of Walking Dead. Well, I mean, uh, th- well, Darabont is going after them for two hundred and eighty million, uh, and it doesn't say specifically how much this lawsuit is for. But they're saying it's an estimated, like, like they could be making they could the, the total damages could exceed one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what they're saying. Well, it's it's between both. I think between both lawsuits, that does not that, that will that does not bode well for this show. No, uh, this article here on Forbes says that oh, it won't affect the show. Everybody's still continuing to work, but that might be true. But how how long do you think Kirkman is going to work with AMC if he's not getting his share or the other producers? Yeah, I mean Kirkman obviously has, you know, a, a stake in this. This is his baby. The Walking Dead is his uh, one of his biggest properties, and I think he's going to see and he's, but it he's protected. Also, but he's also recently sold the show to I think to Amazon and sold another show to Netflix, 
and I think he sold another show to another channel as well. Well, so he's he, still got like three other shows in production. He's got uh, he he has Outcast, which is on Cinemax, I believe, and then all further ep- all further television shows uh, or properties he creates has a first look rule at Amazon. So I don't know if he's sold anything yet, but I do know that he's basically given the big fu to AMC, saying like anything new he creates, any new properties. Uh, will have a first look from uh, from Amazon, which is kind of a big deal. That's like saying, you know, anything new I create from scratch, I will first and foremost be knowing that it goes to Amazon first, which that he probably feels, you know, better about that because he's already wrangled a deal with them. But when you look at this lawsuit, it surprises me because you see these four names and these four names are the folks that are popping up in most of the behind the scenes stuff. And they just seem so enthusiastic about the show. And I'm a little concerned that you're right, that the enthusiastic people that are working on the show and trying to make it good are suddenly going to be worried about whether, you know, they're being rightfully compensated. And, you know, I think that they're, it, there is a point here that they're trying to make that when a show is successful, it's not because AMC foots the bill. That's a part of it. And AMC should be given its cut, but it's also about them making the show good to sell merchandise. You know, if, if Robert Kirkman didn't continue to build on, um, Daryl's character and his love affair with a crossbow, you wouldn't have crossbow lamps. They just wouldn't exist. Uh, you know, slapped with official right. Walking Dead on it. That, 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 that's, that's the biggest thing here is that, you know, AMC is claiming that the lawsuit's baseless, saying, like, these these lawsuits always follow success. And, we, you know, we have enormous uh, respect for plaintiffs, but we will defend ourselves, you know. It's, uh, it, it's kind of like they're, you know, they're having this you know this fight uh they're staring each other from across the across the gym at the school dance and they're still working together but yet they're still like threatening they're still suing each other yeah i i mean amc is probably just you know uh defending itself but i wonder if we'll see you know kirkman and the other folks pop up on talking dead on the behind the scenes stuff or have they checked out my my worry is that they've they've checked out and i don't want to see that and if this i mean we're going to know if this is going to affect season eight because season eight starts in in less than a month so right and and the thing is so this is we had a little bit of a chat offline yeah and i have a theory about all of this okay shoot it let's hear it so my theory is we get maybe one more season at most two after this current season um, I think we get nine or ten seasons and the show is over. Um, right. I think there's too much hype now. Um, I was in a store the other day that had a bunch of uh, a bunch of Walking Dead merchandise, and all the merchandise was in the clearance bin. Hmm. And that's not to say that that's a sign that Walking Dead's not selling or whatnot. But that does not bode well for this show. That Walking Dead stuff is starting to show up in clearance bins. Uh, five years ago, that was not the case. Right. And, and you know, merchandise comes and goes. And obviously there was a heyday of Walking Dead merchandise. Uh, but seeing a lot of it in the clearance bin is often what you wonder, like, is maybe the characters not as marketable as they were before? Uh, like, I feel like 
with Negan well, approaching or Negan here and all of I Warrior. Think, uh, think about it this way: we've been covering this show since season three began. I think so. I think, and we're on season eight, so we've been covering this for five years. I mean, we're 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 not if not approaching, we've already crossed our uh, five year anniversary. I think. Uh, and, but let, let's just say that. So we're pro- we've, we're at the five year mark. Mm-hmm. And in five years, what new are we seeing with this show? Like, I'm excited to see how All Out War ends, but I just don't see how they can stretch this out for 16 more episodes and then another 16 more episodes and then another 16 more episodes. I don't see them getting three more seasons out of this show. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I, I just don't know how much further they can go without getting to becoming a parody of themselves. Uh, which I think they're beginning to border, lo- border on. Pr- probably. I mean, my biggest you know, concern was, like, you're getting so close to 10 seasons, you got to do a 10th season. It's kind of like that milestone of well, the 10th and final not. season. Would you rather have 9 and then give it an en- a good ending, or would you rather see them stretch it out for 10 more, for two more seasons and it be terrible? I, I, I think season. if you look at... The structure. If All Out War is done in season eight, uh, they have the they have. Yeah, you're right. Like if they don't do another big bad, um, which we know the next one according to the comics is the Whispers. If they don't do the Whispers, then yeah, nine seasons will be more than plenty. You could do you know a time jump show uh, society progressing as you had you had described like a government type system being reestablished. You know the zombies being you know taken care of, managed stuff like that. I don't think you'll ever see the light of day or the light at the end of the tunnel in this show. There will always be a threat looming, but maybe that threat isn't the crazy people, right? Like, like you're suggesting that the, the, the threat just becomes normal, bad people, not like the cults or yeah. Cults. I think, I think that I think the threat becomes normalcy begins to happen and the craziness begins to fade away yeah so that would be nice i would i would appreciate that ending if it's like yeah the world isn't fixed but at least there's no more crazy it's on its way back to being back to normal yeah that that would be nice but i i feel like amc is gonna ride this one into the dirt i don't think they're gonna cancel it at its height i don't I, i don't think amc has that they did that with with Mad Men. Yeah, no, I agree. And they did it with Breaking Bad, they, but I feel they, like they, this is different. Like, they don't care as much about the story as they do with Breaking Bad. Like, Breaking Bad and Mad Men has a beginning, middle, and end quality to it. Walking Dead, you could you could go as long as you want because the zombies, it's you not like could, the, you know. But do, you could, but do you really want to drag the show out for 12 seasons? I also know that a bunch of these actors are getting job offers for other stuff, and they have to turn it down so they can keep doing this show. I yeah, but mean, you're you're talking about um, you're talking about con- you're talking about my opinion. You're talking about actors' opinions, contracts. AMC. I get the sense that AMC doesn't care about those concerns. Um, if they don't care about those concerns, then they're going to stop making good content. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. And then the show will end. Um, but I and I'm not I, even talking about this show. I'm talking about 
if that's the way they're going to treat Walking Dead, then then they're going to lose these lawsuits. And then this show is going to cost them way more money than they're planning on. And yeah, I, I really hope that, you know, I'm wrong and that AMC does care about... I, I know AMC cares about the franchise and it's not all about money, but a portion of it is about money. And you mentioned actor contracts. Like, there was news that Star Trek uh, Discovery, which I watched the first episode and um, uh, uh, Sasha... I, I can't remember the actor's name. She's actually really good in it. And the the story was that they delayed Star Trek because Sasha had a contract. Again, I don't know her name. She had a contract with Walking Dead, and, and she had to finish it out before she could start shooting proper. Um, and they killed her character off in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a really cool uh, comic book uh, way. But uh, yeah. I'm, I think you're... You're right. Like the show is long in the tooth, and the trailer that we had kind of foreshadowed um, an event in the comics that that moves the storyline f- uh, forward. And I just don't have faith that AMC is willing to wrap all out war in eight episodes. They're... I think I, I I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I think when this show returns, uh, I think we're going to see numbers start to drop off. Yeah, I did hear uh, there was rumblings that uh, season eight was going to have a lot of death. Um, well, no, I mean, I think I don't think it has anything to do with death. I five years ago, the water cooler talk was Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Yeah. Now, I don't hear anybody talk about this show. True. I mean, really, I'm and the only I one have- talking about it. <laughs> And, and I know that there's, I know that they had decent numbers the start of last season because some people wanted to find out who died. Yeah. But literally, there's the, the numbers after that dropped half. And they had a CG tiger, Lou. Yeah. Like they also uh, had CG deer. Sure. Well, okay. They, were we, really they all bad. can't be winners, but um, no, you're right. I, I the ratings are are dropping, but you know, AMC is one of those companies that's willing to give a show an extra shot in the arm to continue the story um you know i I think we saw that with fear the walking dead and and aren't we glad that they continued so right now we're doing a lot of speculation we won't know whether season eight is good or bad and i'm really hoping that if they can turn it around with fear the walking dead and season seven of the walking dead wasn't that bad uh it was okay uh and i'm hoping that the lessons they learned at fear the walking dead they can then apply to the walking dead to bring the show back and from the trailers, it looks like they're they're addressing some of the concerns, and from the interviews I've seen, they're they're addressing concerns as well about, you know, season seven was just too dark, and our heroes were under the thumb, and it was just it was too much for too long, and you know you you had a bookend to that season, and I know that's what they were trying to do, but you had the crushing soul crushing moment in episode one to the triumphant win in in episode sixteen, and there just wasn't. There was there was too much fluff in in between where there wasn't enough progression. It was kind of like under the thumb for eight episodes, starting to slowly get un- out of it for the next six, and then the last two episodes, like yeah, let's fight. You know, it was just it was too much spread, right? So hopefully with season eight, they've learned how to kind of you know ratchet it up a little bit, and I think we're gonna get that. But yeah, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll we, see. We will. We won't have. I'm, opt- I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly optimistic, but I also think that we're starting to. We're going to start to. I think we're going to start seeing 
the show pointing in a direction to close. Oh, uh, yeah, and that has to happen eventually. So whether we see it in season eight, we will have to wait. Uh, next story we have is uh, Fortnite. We've talked about Fortnite in the past. They have a new PvP mode called Battle Royale. And um, you may have seen a lot of stories pop up over the last couple weeks about this mode and how it is very close to Player Unknown's Battleground. And there's some, you know, connecting controversy to that, but we're not going to talk about that uh, here. We're going to focus on the gameplay, and and we'll talk a little bit about it here. But if you want a deep dive, go listen to the latest uh, Gamers In podcast uh, where Jocelyn and I talk about it. We 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 really dive deep into the comparison between the two. Lou has not played Battlegrounds. I have, but we have played a lot of Battle Royale. We played about five matches. Um, we got a good sense of the game. And we're going to talk a little bit about it, but first and foremost, uh, unlike the PvE mode in in, uh, Fortnite, this is free to play uh, from the get-go. There's not much to it. Um, It's free to play for a reason. It's it's kind of a good taste test uh, for the game because it gives you everything, weapon, the look and feel, the maps, uh, the the loot system, uh, crafting, uh, deconstructing items, all that fun stuff except for maybe, I guess, the crafting of weapons and stuff, but, uh, you know, crafting buildings and forts, that's all in the Battle Royale mode, free for everyone. Lou, what did you think about Battle Royale? Um, I had a great time with Battle Royale mm-hmm. mode. Um, I would go as far as to say that I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the, uh, uh, more than I enjoyed the regular game. Ho-ho. That's, and that's great to hear. And honestly, I think when you say that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the regular game feels very early in concept. There's a great concept there, but the, the layers on top of it feel very like, what if we did this? What if we did that? What if we did this? There's just a lot there to sift through to get to what is the great game of building and crafting and defending. Um, and I don't think I've gotten there yet, and I've played quite a bit. But you're right, Battle Royale is kind of this condensed concentrate of what Fortnite is. And if you if you if you play a solid enough game of Battle Royale, you do see a lot of what's in Fortnite proper. So but I but I do want to hear your thoughts on why you think it is better than PvE. PvE. What, what do you think? Um It's just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find the zombies in Fortnite kind of boring. Uh, I like the building aspect of this. Okay. And I feel like the well, as we in our last match, we literally lost to a team that was building a fort while they were shooting at us. Yeah. And 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 like that's not something you normally hear or see in a game. So I think that it's going it's pushing Fortnite in a different direction. Um. And I I think it's going to help them balance Fortnite more. I think they're going to realize. I think this is going to give them an idea of what to do in Fortnite. Well, it's kind of you know the the let's touch a bit on the controversy. Like Battle Royale is is straight up uh, battlegrounds. It feels very lifted. There's a lot of similarities to it, uh, right down to the pre-match lobby to you jumping out of a you know out of the air and, and landing, picking a point, the compass up above, the map, yada yada yada, the looting stuff like that. But 
Um, what other PvP mode could you have added to Fortnite that didn't feel forced? You know, and I think even this is a little forced uh, because there are no zombies in it. Um, it's Whoa. you versus a hundred other players. Now they could do a zombie mode, and I'd much, much, really love to see that in the Fortnite battle royale as opposed to Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds can stay what it is, and, and it can be awesome. But I think Fortnite would really benefit from a battle royale zombie mode. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I, and not just that, but it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Well, let's break um, it down. What are you? What are you trying to? grasp here what are we trying to get at uh, okay a few weeks ago we covered a news story where fortnite was claiming that they're making more money epic is making more money on fortnite than anything else sure and yeah. that they had tons and tons and tons of people playing yeah that's great but they've added this battle royale mode and there was headlines this week that they had a million concurrent players running did they say concurrent, or did they say just on the first day? Because I, I did, it was the first day. Yeah, because I didn't read it as concurrent, which would have been a bigger deal. But, and and that's the other thing too is that Fortnite is on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC, therefore beating Battlegrounds to the console with the battle royale type uh, PvP mode. That's another thing that people are pointing out. And you know, when you have a million players for a game that was once a ticket price of 40 to 120 and suddenly make a portion of it free which is a battle which is a a pvp mode that people are obsessed with right now that's like that's a catalyst for not only having a bunch of players as we've seen but also a bunch of money injected into this as people say and you know jocelyn from the gamers in she was even saying i'm more likely to pay for the early access ticket to see what this game really is alongside playing battle royale um and i and i think the biggest missing piece for battle royale this is is it's early right they just dropped this it's it is still early access it's very polished though from what we played we had a great time and it felt like there was a lot there there's still work to be done but it feels good as soon as we're done recording i'm probably gonna go play a couple more rounds nice yeah no it was a lot of fun and the the biggest thing that's missing there is uh player progression and player customization um it randomly chooses i believe that that's coming yeah oh it wouldn't surprise me if that was like next you you'd get both of them but what it does is it gives you a random look uh you know uh whether you're male female uh color your skin facial features you know ethnicity stuff like that uh and then uh if we're on we're on a so there's squads from two to four players and there's uh solo there's no duos like Battlegrounds, which would be nice because oftentimes Lou and I would come up against teams of three or four. Um, and uh, basically, uh, when you're in a squad, you all look the same. So that's their ability. That's their way of trying to, you know, save friendly fire. Although I did see, maybe it was uh, a fluke because I did see um, the the match we played where we watched. So when we died, you you can actually spectate the people who who killed you. They were all different people, so I think maybe that match where we were the same was just a fluke. Just fluke. Because I remember one when, when we played, it's like you, you had red hair and I had black hair. It's like, oh, okay, it's not. So, anyways, it's not the same. But um, we had a, a lot of fun. Let's talk about that mode that we played and, and watched to the bitter end because I th- I feel like that was the best example of this game. And, and then we'll move on. So quickly, let's get your take on on that. You know how we did. Uh, how it ended, 
all that fun stuff like you you were having we were having a blast but i think you were really taking it to the next level with the way that you were helping us progress uh in that well, match the, the the way we landed on the outskirts of the map yeah and it was sort of forcing us closer and closer and closer together and we were far enough back that we were literally chasing other teams towards the goal mm-hmm. and so they, they didn't see us coming and we were literally sneaking up behind Taking three guys out, move up to the next one. Taking three guys out, moving up to the next one. And, I mean, we finished, what, in the top three teams? I think so. We were definitely we were definitely we were up definitely there. To, we were definitely in the top four. I think so, I think so, we yeah. may have been... We were three or four. And we took out and, a couple teams in that match where we... And it felt like... Uh, what I was worried about with Battle Royale is that everyone was going to be like, oh, the, you know, I was hearing, oh, this is a copycat, this is a copycat. But when you actually get in there and start playing, it feels pretty deep. You know, we we like were very tactical. We were sneaking up on people. We were watching them deconstruct buildings, and then we would get the drop on them. Like Lou would, you know, take them out with a couple of shots. Then I would go in and I would take the, the other folks out. Then they would take me out, and then Lou would save me. Uh, <laughs> and it was just a lot of a really good back and forth. It felt really good. And honestly, same feeling that I get from Battlegrounds as you're kind of you know sneaking up on people and listening for footsteps and looking for loot and. It's uh, it's really cool how they've kind of nailed that feel, uh, and you're right. As we were going towards the center, we were sort of like uh, on the outskirts and kind of like watching people ahead of us. Uh, but then there was a moment where the circle got small enough that uh, as we were running towards into the circle, we were then surrounded by people who were doing the same thing. Uh, now one of them got the drop on us, but we kind of like returned favor, and then and then we were surrounded by. Uh, two two factions that were fighting each other then realized you know we the noobs were just hiding behind a tree and they were building like forts because one of the things that we had exclaimed was that like oh i haven't seen anybody build a fort yet which is kind of the big deal about Fortnite. and these folks obviously had played before they were being very tactical and they were building a fort on you know attached to like a chicken coop slash farm area and really making it its own thing and and creating this fortress that they were going to be able to to defend and and honestly hope through the the sheer randomness of of the way these circles come in on you um hoping that those circles would obey the fact that their fort was stationary right uh they got pretty lucky they were kind of in the middle of it for it for a little bit until the very end when they had to sort of poke out but it was just really cool to see the deconstruction and the the constructing of of forts used in this type of pvp mode because you can kind of build a custom fort with your friends to defend against other people and it looked like it looked very successful right up until the end when they had to leave their fort but uh they 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 did end up still winning though that team that built that epic fort right yes they did yeah Yeah. they ended up down to the last guy and he ended up sneaking up on somebody and shooting shooting them with his shotgun and it ended the match yeah, and there was even a, a mode where you got picked off and we were hiding in like a tractor trailer. And then I could hear the people outside like running around. And it's like, just like Battlegrounds, like, all right, I got one place I got to watch. It's the it's the opening to the trailer. And it's like, oh no, they could deconstruct <laughs> the trailer. So what they did is as soon as they like, they hammered on the trailer, the whole thing disappears. And then they just chuck yeah. a bunch of grenades at me and I'm dead. And it's like, they've added a new layer to this Battlegrounds-esque gameplay and i love the constructing and deconstructing yeah great it's definitely it it, it, it's it's added a mode that 
it's definitely probably going to get me to play this game more now. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. And that that for me is the same. I probably will play it a little more as I slowly introduce more friends because friends to the to the mode because it's free. You know, Battlegrounds is forty dollars. Battle Royale free for anyone to try. And then yeah, if you want to get the whole game, it is forty dollars. But the PvP mode that everybody's into these days, free. Um, and you know, my standpoint on Fortnite was just kind of check in as little updates were posted and kind of see how it's going, but. I fully stand by my word that I will probably go, you know, further into the game once it's launched fully, you know, once they've ironed out more of the yeah. the bugs and gameplay loop the uh, errors. So I'm, yeah, I'm probably more likely to keep up on this as Battle Royale is updated because I, I kind of prefer it over Battlegrounds. It's, it's, it's less realistic, um, which I'm a fan of because I'm terrible at shooting. And I feel like in this mode, I can. I'm, it's a little more forgiving as opposed to Battlegrounds, where everyone's just like, you know, no scope and sniping from across the map, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So that's Fortnite Battle Royale. Honestly, it's free to play. Go check it out. You will uh, not be sorry. Lou, are we ready to head into Fear the Walking Dead territory? We are perfect well it's uh, i know we're about a month behind folks but uh, thank you for bearing with us we're going to talk about the first two episodes in the second half of this season episodes nine and ten minotaur and the diviner uh this was the two-parter that aired uh, i guess three weeks ago um and it's something we've been meaning to talk about for a while but again with scheduling conflicts uh, we are now just ready to talk about it. And I know that there's two more episodes we're not going to talk about tonight. We'll talk about the next three episodes next week with uh, the whole crew. So look forward to that. Anyways, without further ado, let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Minotaur, let's start there. This is the return uh, of the show after we found that Otto is dead. His head has then been given to, um, you know, the, uh, I can't remember what uh, what the group was called. The, they don't call them the nation, do they? Am I? I'm, I'm making up things. No, um, I, I think that I'm not sure what they. I can't remember what they're being called. Yeah, I'm trying to. I can't even remember what the what the guy's name is. I'm, Walker. So Walker's group. Yeah. Uh, the you know they. So this episode starts with, we see that the the, uh, the, the two clans have come together, right? Uh, they're all living at the ranch. Is kind of what happened. Uh, uh, no, like early on, like uh, we see Walker's convoy coming to the ranch, and th- we see that they are now going to be living together, and they are the nation. So the nation has officially come to live at the ranch with the ranchers, which you know we kind of saw coming w- at the end of the of the first uh, the first half of the season, and that it was like Madison was trying to create this stable environment for her kids uh and the only way to do that was to stop a warring faction from raiding their parties by just bringing them in and being like okay let's figure this out um and of course it doesn't take long for shit to kind of go sideways because there's a lot of racist angry people in um, on both sides uh (laughs) sorry um but uh, yeah, like it's uh, it goes pretty pretty hairy from there. What are your thoughts on on this return? Did you feel it was as strong as you know the the first half of the season? Um, I don't want to say I thought it was as strong, um, 
but it certainly answers all the questions that we had the last season. Um, Because we were curious whether or not uh, Troy and... uh, I can't remember the other kid's name. Nick. Whether uh, No, not Nick. Oh, Jake. Jake. Yeah. Uh, We weren't sure if Troy and Jake knew that their father was shot in the head by Nick or that he killed himself. Mm -hmm. And... We weren't sure if they knew that Madison and them took off the guy's head and gave it to Walker. Yeah, I, d- and, I don't. And I don't think they knew that they um, didn't. And what we find out is that they didn't, and that they all think that Jeremiah killed himself to save the ranch. To save the ranch, and that's totally not the case. And so, as we go throughout this episode, Nick is working with Troy, and you can tell that Nick really doesn't like Troy. But he's trying to keep Troy on the straight and narrow so that he doesn't get everybody killed. And then this episode kind of goes haywire when uh, Walker's group decides that they're going to take the guns away from all of the survivalists mm-hmm. um, and the ranchers. Because they feel like the, the ranchers are going to shoot one of them and it's going to turn into a gunfight. So Walker decides they're going to just take what they want. And Walker begins to just kind of push his way around. and um, Because he feels like, I, I think that he's able to do that because he is he has more um, more power and he's more he unstable. More yeah. And, 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 and that's an interesting dynamic, but it's also nice to see that uh, there's a whole gun dynamic. They take all the guns away and Troy... Um, Troy ends up in holding out to, uh, to not giving them his guns. And Nick ends up having to work with him, trying to get him to give the guns. And they end up in a shootout. And it eventually ends with Nick telling Troy the truth. Yeah, I shot your dad in the head. Yeah, I killed him. And, it wasn't Madison. And, and, and at that point, you, you're, you're questioning whether or not Troy is going to shoot Nick or or shoot himself and he just gives up the gun at that point hmm. and i and, and and i think that that shows character progression we weren't i wasn't sure we'd get with troy and troy has to pay the consequences which he is banished and yeah. nick is sent to the hot box and while that's going on madison and walker decide there's no water because Jeremiah has been lying to everybody and the water's all dried out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the water's gone They and people start to find out uh, and uh, it's not good. I, I, I don't even know if they found it in this episode. They definitely found it in the they next one. They don't. They find out the next episode. Yeah, and, and this, is, this but, is one of those things with these double episodes. Like, I don't know why Fear the Walking Dead gets away with these double episodes, but The Walking Dead is so sacred. It can only be one episode out a week. Come on, guys. Um, but a lot did, you know, a lot of nothing happened in this episode where I feel like, you know, they went through all the trouble. I don't think, I don't think a lot of nothing. Well, I, uh, I, I, I think this was this whole episode was set up for what 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 the new dilemma is going to be. And the new dilemma is they don't have water. So they've got to have some kind of way to make de- deal to make do with the water. Mm-hmm. And. And Troy is gone, but Madison takes Troy out 
to the desert where he's going to be banished. And Troy literally pulls a gun on her. He push, shoots. He beats another guy up. And, and he's just he's just a jerk. He doesn't kill anybody, but he's just a jerk. Who's a jerk? And Troy. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Yeah, Troy... I think he's just he's a little mad he's a little crazy and when he he realizes that he's lost this ranch he's like we had to fight for it because he he is really jeremiah's son like we see that right there where he's we got to go guns blazing because we know that jeremiah didn't kill himself we know that jeremiah was going to keep fighting he's like no i'll fight till my bitter end it's like well we got to kill you um and you look at this episode with uh with troy and doing the gun the gunfight and nick is right there by his side like trying to get him to stop and i thought that was that moment was kind of like nick grasping at straws to be like please don't make me kill you because for some reason he just doesn't want to put him down i think it remind he reminds him of himself but yes um, it, it, it does not end well for 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 them two in this episode where they kind of one gets hot boxed and one goes out in the desert but not before troy is able to like stab a dude uh and and probably get close to killing i and you know nothing came of it so i doubt he killed him but um looked pretty gnarly to me yeah no he beat the crap out of him but but they make a clear point of telling you that the guy's not dead oh okay i missed that um but that that's pretty much like the first episode is that you know uh troy does a shootout he gets sent into exile and at the end of the episode he walks into the desert and uh nick's in the hot box uh and we do get a bit of the dam but it's mostly just setting up the dam as like they're them trying to be the saviors with the water just obviously not going well because yeah, people are I, I will go crazy. as far as to say that the second episode i did not enjoy as much as the first the first was a lot of setup but mm-hmm. i found the, the 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 madison and walker go to this like barter town basically to try and find water and literally at every turn it forget barter it's literally like just to get into the place costs them an arm and a leg and at every turn they're trying to make a deal for water and nobody wants to deal with them (laughs) and like it's painful to watch and not because these are our heroes but because you're, you're you're thinking to yourself or at least i was thinking to myself is this seems overly complicated storytelling? Yeah, yeah they, they need water. Why can't we get water? Oh, woe was me. And um, with Strand being reintroduced into this episode, I think it was much needed because honestly, I find Walker to be uh, boring uh, at 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 his at his worst, or no, boring at his at his okayest, uh, you know, annoying at his worst, and kind of like a whiny uh and and this is going to sound bad but he is a bit of a, a, a whiner in these next couple episodes um we're not going to talk further into three and four but in this episode you kind of start to see the groundwork of him just being this well if we don't figure this out madison you're going to be the first one to pay you'll be the first one to pay uh and you know madison does some shit in this episode that's a little frustrating and, and obviously uh, gives walker some some cause to be upset like walker doesn't know who strand is strand th- th- his introduction to strand is him being carried off and 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 you know kind of being beaten by whatever the trading post guards call themselves um i can't remember but it it just 
I think Walker, I'm really hoping in this half of the season, he, he starts, you start to get used to him being around and he starts to kind of uh, well, come around my, as a good character. Well, see, that's my gripe with him as a character thus far, is he's extremely one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. He, he, at every turn, Madison finds something or Madison points them in the right direction and Walker never has the answer to the problem. His answer to the problem is to blame Madison for the situation that they're in. Yeah. And and then any in we won't talk about episodes three and four, but in at least in episode three, he does the same thing at every turn in this episode three. And it's like he doesn't ever have the answer to the problem. He sits on the sideline and just kinda goes, Hmm. Hmm. Uh, this is your fault. If you didn't do X, Y, or Z, we wouldn't be in this predicament. When it's got nothing to do with Madison as a character, she's trying to find an answer for the, for them that is peaceful. And his answer is, "Well, I'll just kill all your people and take your stuff," and that's not an answer. Yeah. Well, in in the third episode, he literally kicks up a fuss and and runs away. Yeah. Uh, now, now it ends. I think it's the third or fourth. It ends in a, in a in a better light, but it still kind of shows they're painting him as the uh, as the stereotypical. They're going down a stereotypical path of like, you know, he's he is a he is a victim, and he, but he's playing he's playing this whiny character. And I just really hope that they show him to be the strong character that I know he is deep down. Well, the thing that the thing that annoys me is is. The first half of last season, literally, people are showing up, and he showed remorse. You know, he could have killed Jake at one point, and he didn't. I you know, scal- he it, threatened to scalp him, but... but he threatened to scalp him, but then he, he helped him up, and they, they make peace, and they go their separate ways. And it and, and and when Madison shows up with a gun, he doesn't flinch. He doesn't care. He's like, "Go ahead, shoot me." Like you know, like there's this, there's this strong character that we've been presented with and i feel like so far this second half of season they've taken away the strong character and they've made him the new uh the new Otto. chris yeah oh yeah new chris that would be even worse i'm i'm hoping that um this sunday's episode we we see a bit of a bounce back because um they're they're hitting they're they're getting back to some shit that has hit the fan but uh in at the end of this episode basically uh strand he he has a debt and they put him on this this line where they chain him up to to defend uh the 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 trading post from zombies and then madison comes in and says hey i paid your debt well the way she paid that debt was with all the gold that walker had that he was going to use to buy uh ten thousand liters of water was liters uh, anyways, it was ten thousand. No gallons. <laughs> Liters wouldn't be as much gallons. I much more water. Canada, you don't know what gallons are. Uh, well, I mean, I know, I I know what gallons are, but it's I, about it's, yeah. It's it's just yeah. It's a, it's a, u- a unit of measurement that, would, that makes more sense in this instance because they're trying to fill a truck of water. Um, right. And then Madison basically says like, uh, or in the morning when she pays off the debt for Strand, she comes back and and Walker's like, hey, I salvaged the deal with that. That lady, she's going to give us the water in exchange for the gold. We just need the gold. It's like, ah, uh, well, I gave the gold for Strand's debt, and he knows where water is. And we know that Strand knows where the dam is, and that's probably where they're going to go next. And, you know, spoiler alert, that's where they go. 
but back at the ranch you know tensions are escalating yeah uh, and, saw- and, and nick has a gun uh even though all the guns have been taken away and nick does a very good job of not waving the gun around mm-hmm. and at one point he pulls the gun to make a point but he also he also makes a point when he pulls the gun being like don't make me shoot you mm-hmm. because we don't all have to die here today yeah, Nick, um, for some reason, the other militia members approached Nick as like, hey, you know what's going on. You got your shit because together. He sided, because he sided with Troy in that gunfight. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, exactly. And, and But we know that he didn't really side with him. He was trying to get him to calm down so that he didn't get himself killed. Yes, but yeah, and the militia didn't know that. They they kind of popped in afterwards and be like, hey, really good job there. You know, we know you're on our side. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And... At the end of this episode, they start to stage an assault on uh, the nation who are holding all their guns in a specific location on the ranch. And Nick's just like, why are we doing this? Why are we going to possibly get killed? Why are we going to kill them? Like, we have to survive. To get, He gives this big speech, and really I don't think he convinces any of them at that moment, but he just hands the gun over and was like, peace, I'm out. I'm going to go dig this well for some reason um this whole episode there's someone running around with a diviner trying to find water because there's no water right uh everybody knows now um alicia let it slip but there has to be hope yeah they need hope and that's that's what this episode that's how this episode ends is they're all willing to put away the violence in hopes that they're going to get water it's better to dig where there's no water and hope that you hit water than it is to it's better know, to have tried and failed than to never have not, tried at all try. right exactly. and at the end of this episode we get this aw moment where you know uh alicia or crazy dog ophelia and claw leave their weapons that they were guarding to go help dig as nick approaches as well because they you know ophelia says is asked like do you trust nick he seems to be the leader of both sides he's like yeah i trust nick and that sort of is the catalyst for all of them, including the, the militia, to join in on on this fight. Because without water, what's the point in shooting each other, you know? Uh, right. you, you want to start a war now, or do you want to try and find water so we can all survive another day? And it was nice for the episode to end with that ray of, of sunshine, that, that possibility of hope um, as as the ranchers and the nation try to try to find some water obviously that doesn't last very long you know the next episode is like shit we didn't find anything but uh it is what it is right finding you know if there's a drought uh, at your water supply chances are you're not going to have any other water within the ranch that's just how shit goes but i i thought it was a really strong double header if not like it was just tough to watch two episodes in a row I feel like this show works really well one hour at a time. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of these double headers. They everything sort of starts to blur together. together. Yeah. But uh that being said, I am looking forward to watching episode 5 uh or episode 5 of this part of the season and discussing three episodes in a row <laughs> with you and and Bob, but um I'm I'm uh, final thoughts on the return of Fear the Walking Dead. I want to know whether you feel like this is a great way to, you know, bide our time 
for The Walking Dead Prime to return because I feel like before I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, I just don't know if this show is ever going to get the numbers that regular Walking Dead gets. Yeah, like the return two million after such a strong mid-season finale, you return with two million viewers when what Walking Dead gets ten mil plus. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, and even even I think regular Walking Dead. I think their numbers were down around six or seven when uh, uh, six or seven when we went off at the end last season. Possibly, yeah, because I know they came back with seventeen million for obvious reasons. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know. And, and numbers aren't everything, evidently, because they've renewed *Fear the Walking Dead* for a fourth season. Um, they've got more story to tell there. I feel like they're getting close to the point where they're going to start rubbing up against um walking dead story areas you know like they they're telling the starting of the apocalypse and i feel like eventually you're gonna get to the point where it's like this isn't the start anymore it's just the apocalypse it's just the walking dead set in a a different location the fact that at that trading post someone was willing to take gold for water tells me that they're still not far enough into it where they they care about that stuff you know they value a case of gold more than 10,000 liters of water. Like this is clearly the start of the apocalypse. Um, because in Rick's world, no one would give two shits about a case of gold. Uh, they would keep that water. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to break these episodes down. Look forward to Bob's opinions on these episodes next week. Well, next episode, I should say, uh, Lou, that's going to about do it excited going to go back to play some battle royale is that what you're doing i think that's what i'm gonna do cool well i appreciate you coming on the show and discussing some zombie news with me uh we don't have any listener feedback or ask the busy zombie lord stuff like that but you can send in yours to info at zombies if you have anything you want to run by the busy zombie lord want to support the show go to patreon.com slash zombies my podcast every dollar you commit there goes back into the show to make it just a little bit better for you fine folks you know follow us on twitter at zombies podcast like us on facebook both very strong communities you can follow myself at r murphy on twitter lou at busy zombie lord and bob at bobbert f and finally a quick shout out to joel duggan for the artwork you can find more of his great stuff at joel duggan lou any final words for this uh, i almost said final episode this is not the final episode of Zamp, but I want to know. Final words, go. Uh, I didn't know being locked in a hot box makes you uh, hallucinate. So remember that. It does. If you get locked in a hot box, you're gonna lose. You're gonna hallucinate. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see things. Mm-hmm.